0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices the Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2 0 victory against Wigan Friday night at Craven Cottage. Emilio was there. He's going to share his reaction to this match, Emilio. Which is not waste any more time. Give me your thoughts on what you watched tonight at Craven Cottage. Three huge points for Fulham. Yeah. Hi there, Russ. Yeah, absolutely. Three,
1: three must. We needed the win. We, you know, we needed to bounce back after some sort of average performances in the last few games. Um, winless for quite a few now, so it was important that we got the three points. You know, what was Friday night against probably the most uninspiring fixture of the season. But you know, we got the three points. We got the clean sheet. Uh, I was in two minds whether to actually go today. The weather was a bit abysmal. so a lot of rain and all. So I really want to go out on a Friday night to see Fulham play Wigan. And I've seen that first half performance. I always wish I'd, I'd, I'd gone home rather than go straight <laughs> to the game. Because it was pretty dire to say that. It, it, was. You know, it was. It was an abysmal first half. But, you know, give Scott Parker his duty. He kicked the players up the backside. And we had a lot more determination. We pressed right from the, the you know, when the whistle was blown in the start of the second half. And we were, we were a different team. Admittedly, Wigan were poor. But, you know, we did the job. Not necessarily in the most impressive way, but I'll take the three points for now. It pushes us up the table, and we go into these next few fixes with an opportunity to to get a run. But, yeah, it was important we won the game today at all costs, whether we won pretty or not. Three points was a must.
0: Totally agree, Emilio, and that's the way I look at it after this match. And uh, I'm glad that you talked about the first half because it was uh, not pretty to watch. You were there. I'm just watching it on a stream, and I'm just thinking this is just going to be a very difficult match for Fulham. But like you mentioned, the second half was different. But um, I want to look at it this way because, again, it takes two to tango. This is just a good way to look Mm. at it. Fulham weren't good in the first half, but it's pretty obvious that Wigan had a game plan. And Mm. uh, it was really just, I guess you could say, basically rough us up a little bit. And it was was difficult for Fulham, but I'm, I'm glad they figured it out in the second half. But I want to talk about, wiggins approach in this match how did you feel their approach you know because again it worked somewhat but i just mm. didn't like the way they went about it your thoughts yeah absolutely they you they, know they
1: they're not pretty they're very limited they're, their forward striker was offside god knows how many times in that first half you know <laughs> to, 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 couldn't even keep himself on side for most of the game um but yeah they did they they, they, they did stuff in your hands and proud in that first half shit housing <laughs> right through the first half that's right you know, they were they were giving a lot of, you know, lip to the referee. Um, the linesman was getting a lot of abuse on the play. They were just rough, physical, and yep. they just wanted to upset our play. Just didn't, didn't, we, didn't, we couldn't impose ourselves in that first half. Right. Despite having a decent amount of possession, we just, we were equally, I thought we were very passive in that first half. I know we can blame Wigan for having a game plan and to some extent it worked, but we've still got enough quality there to ra- rise above that and start to show a bit Home more. more
0: methodical. A good word, methodical. They just were not moving the ball quick enough. Yeah, we
1: were too slow, too passive. Too even from you know, Metinelli, it's a slow passing out of defence. Show a bit more determination. I've seen some of the Nottingham Forest came with a game plan early in the season, and they, you know, they scored an early goal and really and shut shop for the rest of the game. Today, you know, Wigan Athletic had a game. Where they were rough, they were physical, they were ugly at times. Their number twenty should have had a yellow card in the first half, and then he got into a scuffle with Mr. Rich in the second half. Yep. But it. The referee also had, a I think, had a poor game. You know, he was giving a lot of decisions against us, and just wasn't giving, wasn't really keeping an eye on the game. I just thought he was, he lost control of the game, and there was when you know, Harrison Reed got a yellow card second half. You know, that yep. was, you know, he, that took forever to to give him that that, that yellow card. It's not another day; he might have got a red card for that. But overall, we can have the game plan. They have limitations. They will be in the bottom six at the end of the season, and you know, but we. We need to be better than that. We need to be able to rise above that. That's what worries me because it seems like we can come regularly to the cottage and give us a hard time physically. Then we we struggled to, to impose ourselves. You know, we just had we we're just too passive, sideways passing as always. Never really created enough clear cut chances. Knockout kind of had a good shot that the keeper saved. Mitrovic didn't have his best game, one of his worst games for a long time. You know, had, had a couple of half chances in that first half. should have maybe done better with the second one. But we're going to have probably had the best chance of the half be right in, the, in the first couple of minutes. So but overall, let's forget about that first half. It was just dire. Right. You know, I've long forgotten it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what's horrible. interesting about this, and I'm glad we're talking about it, Because uh, if teams look at what Wigan did, you know, there could be others that are going to try to do it. And I think the fact that they were able to overcome this, they can use this in future matches because there could be others that are going to try to copy what Wigan did. Even though it didn't work, it was effective, like you mentioned, especially Mm. in the first half, basically just not letting us play and roughing us up, I thought, worked for them. Mm. But for you what was the turning point in the second half? Obviously we get the early goal. Do you look at that? Or do you think maybe the approach to begin the second half was the turning point? I think proceeding, you know, I think maybe
1: Scott, you know, Scott Parker's tactics. And you know, again, he gave the players a kick up the backside and you saw, you know, even like Stephanie who, you know, had a great second half, you know, and you know, he, he did what he's been, what he's great at doing, you know, shit housing, chasing, chasing the balls down. He he was back to his for well, his best performance of the season in that second half. Yeah. And even the first half, I thought he had a. He was getting stronger and stronger, and actually disrupting a lot of play, chasing balls down. So he looked quite fit and you know ready, for, ready out and ready up for the game. But I thought as soon as the whistle blew for the second half, we had a different mindset, more 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 direct in terms of you know more assertive, more pressure. We pushed and you know, then we we got that guy. I didn't think we were going to anything less than a win tonight, I thought we would come out of that with a two or three nil win in yeah. that second half. But the fact that we got a goal with a lot more determination, a lot more pressing and no nonsense really, if that makes sense. You know, yes, we, it we does. Was, you know, rather than going sideways, passing it was just some nice movement, it was down the middle. And that's where we got our goal. And that, that then made us feel a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, Joe Bryan deserved that goal. I thought, you know, we could talk about his performance. I think he had for his best game of the season tonight. Well, let's talk um,
0: about the goal, Emilio. Because again, it started off of a free kick, and he had two chances at it, and he puts it in the back of the net. And I'm,
1: you know, I'm pleased with him. I thought his, it was his best game this season, in my opinion. Um he got some decent crosses when he came forward. Defensively, maybe a couple, there was a couple of nervous moments, but overall, I thought he he pushed for, he pushed up well, got some good deliveries in the box, got just a good, well deserved goal. Actually, his second shot was. Not as good as his first shot. The first shot was cleared. He was determined, and then, you know, was first to the ball and, and, and shot direct and with a nice, nice pace in the, into the corner of the net. So, well-deserved goal for him. And I think he that will do his confidence a power of good because he's not had the uh, the best start for the season. To be totally honest, has he? I think he's been fairly average, to say the least. And uh, but yeah, good, well done, Joe Bryant, for, uh, for scoring a goal.
0: Absolutely, and and that set form in the right direction but what's interesting about this Emil, and i'm curious your thoughts about what i'm about to say now is that after we get the goal of course you know we're gonna gonna start to push more forward and i gotta tell you they were dangerous for a little period of this match i was getting a little bit nervous that they were starting to create some things with their fullbacks getting bombing forward i'm like okay they're gonna have to right the ship i'm talking about fulham because uh i could see that they were building momentum nothing was coming of it and Mm. thankfully like you said these situations were changing and then of course you have the opportunity from narcon and later on you have the goal by kearney but what are your thoughts about how wigan responded and how i guess believe it or not i think we we weathered the storm a little bit
1: yeah it sounds ridiculous you know that we it feels like when we we got this mental issue, to when we take a one 0 lead, we seem. That's to... what I want to talk
0: about because you know. I don't understand why, when they take the lead, all of a sudden they can't just build on that.
1: It's just, it's, it's, I don't quite understand, and uh, you know, I'm I'm relieved that he actually took Cavalero off in that in that because I think normally he's persevered with him far too long in most games, and he, he had a fairly disappointing game again, but he he was more assertive so you know, rather than doing the obvious and taking Johansson off early, because Johansson yep. had an effective second half, he took off his Cavalera, and that's a warning sign him, because at the end of the day, Cavalera got into a lot of dangerous positions, but his final ball is sometimes very, very poor and very weak, and so he's put Bobby Reid, who frankly did very little. Uh, I don't remember anything of note that he did in, that, in coming onto the substitute, but we did weather the storm in that in that sort of 15-minute spell in the second half. Yeah. You know, Rather than pushing on and trying to kill the game off early, we weren't... We were getting, I think we were getting frustrated. Now, I look at Mitrovic, you know, he had a, didn't have his best game either. He looked, I don't know, he looked a little bit um, off colour to me when he came onto the pitch at the beginning of the game. I don't know if you saw it, but normally all the players walk, you know, one behind the other. But Mitrovic had a long gap between the play in front of him when walking onto the pitch in the line out. <clears throat> he looked a bit overweight to me and just physically just looked a little bit frustrated and. Not up for the challenge today, you know. It's ironic, is it was only At the end, when we went two nil up, but he he was more more determined and right. Once you know running up and down the pitch, defending the two 0 lead, but he got himself into another little, you know, little quarrel with one of the the number twenty from the wing. <laughs> so, um, that's maybe something else we need to reflect. Maybe before we do the the full, the the, the post back show, let's just look at Mitrovic's performance. Is there something underlying this? He didn't quite look himself today looking frustrated, bemused, yep. not with it at times. And I mean, he had a couple of half chances in the first half, like I said earlier, and he also had a chance in the second half, which on another day he should have buried that header. Yep. Um, so, uh, but, you know, if, if there was another team, we might have got picked back in the middle of that second half. And thankfully Wigan with that poor didn't really offer much straight other than their number three, fullback, who we should sign him. He looks very promising, very quick, and, you know, he, he was. gave us a
0: few problems. He absolutely did. I'm glad that you mentioned him. And like I said, as full weathered the storm, eventually they got the second goal that I was desperately wanting to see, and this was a great goal from Tom Kenny. Let's talk about the goal that really put the match away in the 83rd minute, Amelia.
1: Absolutely, And you know, all credit to Knockhart for going down the middle. You know, so again, he was he was you know, like a dog with a bone. To be honest, always you know pushing and pushing, always trying to make something happen. And as soon as he laid the ball off to Tom Kenny, I don't think was any doubt. I think it was quite clear. A the ball, Tom Kenny was going to go at the top of the top corner and it was going to go in the back of the net. Never in doubt. As soon as that ball left his foot, the whole the whole stand erupted. Even Mitrovic, you could see his arms were raised at the point of the ball still going. You know, as soon as it left Tom Kenny's foot. So uh, great goal, but he had so much time. Let's be frank. Yep. You, know, you can't give someone of Tom Tom Kenny's quality that much time and space in the, in the most dangerous position that he's you know that he's renowned for for scoring.
0: Okay, excellent there, my friend. Listen, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. Very interesting question I'm going to ask you. Who was the man of the match? Yeah,
1: it is an interesting dynamic. I don't think anyone stood out. I think many people will say Tom Kenny, eh, because his captain scored a, a typical Tom Kenny goal. Well, I'm going to give it to Joe Bryan. You know, I'm not his biggest fan. No, that's not a secret, but. If someone deserves to be man of the match, and I'm not their biggest fan, doesn't mean I can't give them the 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 accolade of man of the match. So for me, for his offensive ability today, he got some good crosses in, he you know scored a good goal, you know I'm going to, and he kept a clean sheet defensively. I'm going to give it to Joe Bryan today. Maybe Tom Kearney's second, Johansson back to what we like to see. You know he, he he you know I like to see Johansson play a bit more, but I'm worried he picked up a knock. So you know when he was substituted, he did limp off. So. Let's keep an eye on that. you may have actually picked up a knock there. Okay. Awesome. But they're, they're not three uh, top players to me. But I'm going to give it to Joe Pine. I think well-deserved. And hopefully he'll push on from this.
0: Okay. Let me ask you about the two center backs because Gentleman Jim was talking about that he feels that they're really starting to come together as a unit, as a two. What are your thoughts about the play of Alfie Moss and, and Tim Ream? I thought Tim Ream's passing was very good at times. But again, I, they looked assured the back there. What are your thoughts about that? No, no, that is a, a fair
1: point from Gentleman
0: Jim, you know Joe next to me he
1: was saying to me that Tim Ream, in his eyes, is Fulham's most consistent player this season, and I probably agree with that because he hasn't put much wrong. He hasn't done much wrong this season, has he? I think he's been very secure. His passing of, um, ratios and stats are very, very high. And he looks assured, you know. I think he's, he's very strong at this level. Alfie Morton has had a more comfortable game today. He's, he didn't. He wasn't really stretched that much, admittedly. But again, they're building that connection, that rapport. Right. Keen sheet was important today. You know, we Absolutely. needed to get back to winning ways, but to keep the keen sheet um, was was key. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that combination mm. strengthen game by game. You know, we've got some winnable games coming up, and yep. you know, picking up more wins keeping those clean sheets and start to maybe go into a mini run because there are some games that on paper we should be winning.
0: Totally agree, Emilio. Final thoughts before we go. I just want to just give you mine. And then I definitely want yours. As we started the show, you were talking about, we desperately needed the three points and paraphrasing a little bit. And that's Mm -hmm. just the way I come out of it. Do I want them to play attractive football? Absolutely. For some reason, I think this is a good sign that they were able to find a way to beat this team get that second goal because I think other teams are going to do what Wigan tried to do against Fulham and they still won the match. So my overlying thoughts here are they got the three points and that's the bottom line.
1: Mm. Yeah, and 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 that's fair. I think we need – Scott Parker needed this to boost his confidence. Right. Many fans were starting to get on his back. Uh, You know, I'm I'm, – you know, I'm not, you know, people know I'm not necessarily big, so I mean, I'll, I'll give him a chance. You know, if he deserves credit, I'll give him credit where it's due. And if I fully really need to be given criticism, I'll, I'll say so. So I'm, I'm always tend to be fair and balanced. But, you know, he, he needed that three points. I'll give him a pass on the back for just changing those tactics and kicking those players up the backside second half, and it, and it paid off. You know, so he deserves some credit for that. But why can't we start games like that? Like, if I look at the Millwall game, we started, you know, pushing on as soon as the whistle was blown, first minute of the game. Right? Why aren't we taking more? That's what. That's what. That's what I'm struggling to understand. You know, with all the offensive ability that we've got, we're not winning games comfortably enough. We're not killing games off early enough. We're still susceptible in defence to conceding. Mark um slapped one at a corner in in the uh, in the second half, and that's when he picked up his, a slight injury there, didn't he? But but equally, he looked he didn't look convincing at that. I mean, he didn't have much to do. But at that point, right. one, he looked a little bit unconvincing to me. But but you know, let's let's push on now. But we've still got a, there's lots to improve on. Let's not get carried Absolutely. away. It was only making athletic. It was only a two nil win. We weren't we you know we were far from our best. But you know we won, and hopefully that will give us confidence to go to Reading away. And we have to go to Reading, and you know. You know, pay, pay them back for knocking us out in the playoff semi-final a couple of seasons ago. So there won't be love-loss season two teams there on Tuesday night. But we've got to push on now. Start turning these draws into wins. And, you know, we're only, what, three four points off the top now. So it's...
0: Right now, we are. Uh,
1: you know, okay. it's, yeah, it's, it's there more. for the taking. It's there for the taking. It so, is. You know, but no, there's no standout team at the moment in this division. There's lots of teams beating each other. And, and in a funny way... We've not been brilliant, but we're still in it. So That's right. Let's keep it going.
0: That's right. And when you see Nottingham Forest uh, at the top of the table right now, that tells you all you need to know. It's there for them. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing against Nottingham Forest. They did beat Fulham, but let's just say Fulham should be ahead of Nottingham Forest by the end of the Mm. season. That's just my prediction. We'll see if I'm right about that. But I just think that they're a good team. Are they a great team? I wasn't mm. that impressed with Nottingham and Forst. They did beat Fulham, but we shall mm. see. I just think that's a good indicator that the league is there for Fulham. And let's see if they can mm. take it to the next level. That's what we all hope to see. One thing is,
1: you know, we haven't been convincing. All our big players have all been injury-free so far. There's only nine games a season, but yep. now the games are going to come in thick and fast the next few months, two games a week. You know, It's only two or three months away. It's going to be Christmas. December, we've got a heavy schedule. So, you know, we haven't been at our best. We haven't been picking up as many points, yet we've had a pretty much a full-strength team for most games. So, we're going to see how we start the coat when we might have suspensions. If Mitrovic keeps picking up unnecessary yellow cards, then we're right. missing the game here and game then We're not giving the other players a chance. So, it's been to You know, We've got to start playing with more confidence, turning those, you know, those draws into wins. and. Also, how do we cope when we start to pick up injuries? Because we've been a little bit fortunate so far um, yep. with injuries this
0: season. That's a good point there and it's something to watch. And what's interesting is that, uh, again, gentlemen Jim was talking about on, on the broadcast how Scott really now has about 15 players he can use and mix and match. Mm-hmm. So there are some other options for him, but I'm glad that you mentioned uh, injuries because that can change things. So we'll have to mm. watch that as the season progresses. But Emilio. Before we go, thank you so much for doing this. You are at Craven Cottage. Basically, we are recording this about an hour and a half after the match ended. So thank you for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Russ.
0: Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk full-time. For my co-host, Emilio Denalo, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.